0: All right, guys, this is a Challenge Fandom podcast. This episode is Challenge Trash Talk, where we talk about the previous episode. We talk a little trash, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and overall thoughts on the episode. My name's Ricky Hayes. I've got my wife, Karina Hayes, right here.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: And then we've got the one, the only, Josh Chambers. What's up? What's going on, buddy? How you doing?
2: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing good, doing good.
0: Doing doing good. It's the weekend, having a little bit of fun, watching college football, going to talk challenge. No better way to spend this weekend, in my opinion. With that being said, um, last week we had uh, episode seven, which was Uncle (laughs) CT. Uncle Mm CT. We go from Mr. TJ to Uncle CT. Is there any better transition in reality TV? Because I don't know of it right now. No, there isn't. So
2: I, I... I created that that meme about um, Nelson and Corey talking together, just saying, hey, you know, just made up. Remember when Fessy screwed you? Well, watch this and how Corey instigated all that. Now people are like, you know what? I was thinking that same thing. Or I didn't think about it. But now that you said that, hmm, things that make you go, hmm, did Corey really think that that was going to go that far? Or was he just really playing around to see what could happen to Fessy or to see if it really took it that far?
1: I mean, so I saw the meme hilarious. I freaking died laughing because I too hadn't, you know, (laughs) I too hadn't thought of it that way. Um, however, I don't know. I just like, and maybe, maybe I'm discrediting Corey, but I feel like that's just giving him a little bit too much credit to like plan something like that out. However, like I could totally see it happening because I did like on my second watch through of that fight, I did notice Corey is really heavily involved, which really makes me question what's going on in the fan base right now, because everybody is extremely upset with Tori for, you know, apparently going and getting Josh or whatever, and then like lying to Amber or whatever, right? Because Fessy didn't really eat her pizza. Okay, cool. But Corey was literally like, in the middle of it, jumping up and down, screaming in Josh and Fessy's face, like, fight, fight, do it, do it, hit him, hit him. Like, he was up in that mix. And nobody's talking about Corey, why? I don't understand why all the hate is falling on Tory right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, watching that back, it was kind of ironic because, you know, it was a fight started by pizza, by a man who got into a fight over pasta, which is a whole nother story. And I I really do want to say that Corey is starting to lean more into that veteran instigator. I'm going to get these people out at regardless of what it takes. If it's elimination, disqualification, I'm going to do what I have to do. But with that being said, I guess my biggest kind of takeaway from this is, and I hate saying this because it makes me feel like I'm like, you know, going to use the term snowflake, but I feel like the fandom is getting a little bit soft that we're all upset at Tori for this. Like, does nobody remember like bananas stealing Ashley's toilet seat after she ate like 30 bowls of spicy curry and was peeing out of her ass? I mean, like this really isn't that bad in comparison, but it's like, I get it. It's the main drama of the show so far, but it's like, come on guys, this is, this is preschool.
2: When you look back on the challenge, there's been a lot of, Heated discussions, debates, fights, arguments involving food. Uh we've had chips in the bed. Uh we oh. had Pizza
1: Gate one. Yep.
2: <laughs> With Brad and Brittany and Marie. we've had Pasta
1: Gate. Don't forget about Mike and the cookies. Mike when and cookies. Leroy and them wouldn't stop throwing cookies at him in bed, and he just absolutely lost his damn shit screaming at them it's still one of my favorite well, challenge I moments
2: i forgot that was in that was in one of the audio clips that you that you posted
1: yes yeah it was in uh, for one of our uh, our marketing teaser the, video yeah
2: for our teaser <laughs> video for the podcast if you want to get something going just involve food
0: really that's it seems what it is at this house i mean like i was talking to a buddy of mine who watches the show and i go look i uh i completely understand fighting over food if it's the right kind of food, right? Like if it's a DiGiorno pizza, no, I'm not going to fight someone over DiGiorno pizza. I'm not going to fight someone over the Olive Garden. <laughs> but if it's like a $40, $50 plate of food from a nice Italian restaurant, yeah, I might
1: I might trip someone over that. Well, yeah. so, so here's my question then. With all of this, the fight last year between CT and Josh and Casey was also started over... Pizza and food because Casey and CT were arguing, and then Josh got in the middle, and it turned into a big old fight between CT and Josh, and it all from right? food. <laughs> like, what is? These are just a bunch of hungry, drunk motherfuckers.
2: Yeah, don't mess with somebody's food, especially on the challenge. I guess.
1: You better well, I write guess. that down. Right. <laughs> yeah, so we pretty much open up the episode with Fessy got sent home, man, and Esther. And Josh got a warning. I, this Um, honestly, this puts me in a really bad position because I enjoy not being on Fessy's side. (laughs) And this kind of, this puts me in a bad position. I got to say, I don't think that he should have been sent home for that.
2: I don't think so either. And uh, Amanda said it best. She is the known face musher. And it's, it's, I don't know the actions of, if you're going to send him home for that, it wasn't like when Nelson hit Derek in the face it was nowhere near that he forcefully pushed josh's face with his hand it wasn't a closed fist uh josh threw multiple glasses uh, and apparently cut fessy but all he got was a warning esther throws water which or a drink who knows exactly what was in the drink on amber and gets a warning but i feel if you're going to send fessy home for that you have to send josh home you have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, before I knew that Josh had thrown a glass and actually cut Fessy, I was okay with him staying. But now knowing that he he did that, that kind of changes my perception on it. The other thing that I kind of want to bring up with this is the fact that I think the reason Fessy got sent home for this is because of the actions that he had last season and the multiple warnings with the interactions with Devin. And then I believe it was with Josh too. Maybe I'm mistakenly remembering who it was with, but I know one of them was with Devin and with that warning and then doing it again, it was like, no, we're going to, we're going to prove to you. This isn't a joke. Yeah, I could see that then.
1: Well, and I I also wonder if it had anything to do with the level that the situation was already at, because, you know, like if you look back at the, the Nelson, Derek K. right that was a very it was a very short instance like security wasn't involved nothing like that it happened so quickly that you know it was that was it but this situation like security was involved for a minute trying to calm these guys down and you know and then fessy still reached over a security guard and you know shoved josh's face and so it makes me wonder if it was like Look, dude, we were like you were getting multiple warnings in that moment and you still chose to reach your hand over and put your hand on it on Josh. So bye.
0: I can see that. At the end of the day, it's a simple rule, which is don't put your hands on somebody, you know, in a physical, violent manner. And he clearly broke that rule. And whether it's a really light version of that rule or a heavy break, he still broke it one way or the other. And you know, I can understand TJ coming in and and looking at it from that black and white perspective of it's either, you know, you put your hands on them or you didn't. You did. Okay. Bye. Take care. Hope to see you never.
1: Well, and I mean, and we have lots of examples, and I think we've actually talked about this as a team before. We have a lot of examples of there not being consistencies in this rule, you know, but the whole, just because he put his hands on him, like the only thing that makes me question that is that Josh shoved Devin like across the room last season and nothing happened to him. So I'm like, you know, I don't know, man. I just, I know that they won't. But I wish that MTV would put out some kind of, you know, explanation on why they made this decision and probably not even MTV. You know, obviously, this would be more a a direct call of, of BMP. But I do wish that somebody would put something out just explaining why they made this the decision that they made to send Fessy home. It would really help out. And I think it would put a lot of comfort in the fan base
0: that and with as much as they've been promoting and having castmates promoting the fact that they are really pushing as the fifth major sport at some time you're going to need to put out some clarification just like every other sport of like here is the rule book and this is what happens you know and and If they're trying to go that route. Now, I understand it's still reality TV and blah, blah, blah. But this is the direction that they're pushing. And so it would make sense to me that they would do that at some point in time.
2: Yeah. And they also have to go like, just like the refs in the major sports are. They're not 100% consistent. You can tell who their favorite players are and who they aren't. And we all know or heard rumors that Josh is very well loved by certain casting. So... Yes, Josh should have been sent home for putting his hands on Devin last year. We talked about uh, Sylvia and Marie when she headbutted her and nothing happened. Um, There wasn't even a warning there or nothing. But, yeah, it's consistency. It needs to happen or everybody's just going to, you know, walk that line until they actually do put something out there
0: yeah no agreed with that being said i mean as much as we're debating whether who should have gone home or who shouldn't i absolutely love that this freaking happened in this episode like it has just been so plain jane same thing every week let's vote in the rookies blah you know just over and over and then finally we get some drama and we know there's only one rookie rookie team left so the war is about to happen and i am sitting here like damien waiting for this bloodbath to start
2: so how do we feel about Rookie Emmy? I we, I mean, we talked about her before. I love her. I loved her in this episode. I love the whole, you, you kind of see her go from the Rookie Alliance to the Vet Alliance, and she even signed it in hot sauce.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. She made it official. I, I'm actually, I'm really loving Emmy. I liked her in the beginning, but it was kind of one of those things that I was like, okay, I like you. But I'm going to have to kind of see how it goes, you know. And as time goes on, I just I find more and more things that I like about her. And I'm I'm sure that the fact that CT vouches for her so heavily, I'm like, yeah, let's (laughs) what CT says goes. So, yes. (laughs) No, I really like Emmy. I, I think she has a lot of heart. I think she has a lot of dedication and a lot of drive. And I think she wants it really bad. And I think that that's where her inability to control her emotions comes in, you know, and I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing that she gets emotional when she loses and such. But I do think that it will eventually affect her game with the other players and just, you know, overall with her mental state. So I do hope that she gets a little bit more comfortable in the game and calms down a little bit. But I mean, I am here for Emmy. I am totally here for her, you know, the hot sauce alliance with uh, what is that, Devin, CT, Kyle, Tori, and Emmy. They were the ones in the room, so that's what i'm gonna go with <laughs> right? um yeah right yeah once you yeah, put I'm, it in I'm hot sauce for it dude it's official yeah and they they it and everything like <laughs>
0: with emmy you know the first couple episodes i really wasn't a big fan of her but as times progressed and like these last two or three episodes seeing a little bit more of her personality seeing who she as much as we can tell who she is and then referring to Uncle CT kind of just signed it off as, all right, I'm starting to like her more and more. And bringing a little bit of social media into this, this discussion right now, I know there's been a lot of talk about people saying Amber B's the new Kara. I disagree. I see more Emmy as the new Kara. Like she's, I don't know, just some about it. She's different. You know, not Kara necessarily 2.0, but I see some similarities there
2: with the emotions uh, how she approaches everything the
0: rawness yeah. of the emotions yeah um letting her emotions maybe control her a bit but with that being said you know absolute beast i mean there hasn't been one of these eliminations where i've been like oh she's in trouble like she's really kind of just came out on top in every single one and you know i know she was way bigger than esther as far as in height and probably had you know maybe a couple pounds on her too but really a dominating performance in that version of hall brawl
2: that version of hall, hall brawl is what we need to see more of that was a combination of oh, i can't remember uh what was it the gauntlet when we're all alton climbed up to grab the flag gauntlet too, yes. yeah that's
1: uh that? that's uh season 11 gauntlet too i know
2: but what's the elimination what was it called?
1: It was called capture the flag.
2: Uh, okay. So yeah, it was if you do a mixture of that with a hull brawl with a higher wall to climb, I would love to see more of that. That was, that was a nice twist, a little bit difference of ringing the bell. And that second round was much closer than, than the first round.
0: Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, you know, I like that elimination and just to kind of jump off point for a second. The elimination that tech and was it God, I can't think of his name from all stars. Lateran? no not latarian it's who's best little cuddle buddy nehemiah nehemiah there we go god sorry you're gonna have a lot of editing to do it was an elimination where uh, i remember they had to eat the ghost pepper and then they had to run into that little like makeshift room and like collect flags and then they had to climb up like I don't know I find those really interesting those you know short climbs but it, it just makes it more interesting to me
2: yeah definitely even when you add in like the old school CT where you had to climb up and then climb over and then drop the puzzle and then do the puzzle in like two seconds, you know?
0: Yeah, duel, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, it was a short episode because they left on such a cliffhanger last week. And they week.
1: did nothing. There was, you know, there was, there was no daily challenge this week. We got another hour episode. Like, I was honestly really disappointed. Let's talk about Esther and let's talk about... Berna. And here I am. I'm gonna go on record because we already have a segment out with me saying that Berna was my favorite rookie. And I am going to officially retract that statement. What? <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I Uh-oh. am so dis- I am so disappointed. Let's start with Berna because I'm already on a, on my roll, on my tangent. Okay. I am so disappointed. I it's and it's not even that she doesn't like Amber B, whatever. Like I don't, I don't care about stuff like that. But tell me how you're going to sit around for two episodes, two episodes, complaining about Amber complaining about her blind side because she was lied to by people she thought she was working with. OK, and then <laughs> when the same thing happens to Berna, she is now all over IG making all kinds of stories and posts about how betrayed she feels and her and Emmy were so close and she feels lied to and they could have just came to her and told her and all of this. And I'm like, Oh, get over it. Right. That's what you said about Amber B is that she should just get over it and stop playing victim. It's a game.
0: Yeah. And you know, to uh, paraphrase Corey from the previews of when, before the show dropped, this isn't patty cake. This is the challenge. Like you're there to betray people. You're there to win money. There is no, you know, grand prize for second place. It only goes to first place. And so people are obviously going to betray you and lie. The fucking name of the show is Spies, Lies, and Allies. And of course, people you thought are your ally are going to lie to you and not. And you know what, CT was smart because Berna was sitting there running her mouth, running around, talking, having conversations and bringing undue attention. And we all know that CT doesn't make moves till episode 8 through about 11. And guess what? Berna, you're an episode too early.
2: <laughs> right, so CT's <laughs> CT's all about oh, I see red flags. And yeah. it's just like CT, we've we have talked about him all season long so far about how he's just off to the side, staying quiet, just watching everything that's going on. You know, his his normal, as of late, CT. And he's just sitting there watching his partner go this person to this person to this person. And then talking about Amber and then trying to make deals to see what they should do. And and CT's just like, no, nope, I need a new partner.
1: Hi, Emmy. <laughs> Well, and I mean, you can't really blame him, you know, like, like you said, you know, Berna was going around doing things without, first of all, without even talking to CT. And it's like, okay, let's just start off with the fact that you're a rookie. You've never played this game before. You don't know what you're doing. And you literally have one of the game's strongest weapons at your side. Why would you not utilize that? Why would you not... Do what like Big T did and what Amber B did. That's why Amber B is a champion because she came ready to win and she utilized the weapons that she had at her side. Darrell CT. She took their advice. She did what they told her. She learned from them and she ended up fucking winning on her rookie season. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't understand why Berna would have the type of weapon that she has at her side, at her disposal and not use it. You know what I mean? Like if I was playing this game and I was partnered with CT um, after I have a heart attack and like totally faint and freak <laughs> out. Um, yeah, I would be like in his ear every second of every day that he would let me just like tell me everything, you know, tell me what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Give me all your tips, your tricks, like teach me how to play this game. And I don't know why these rookies aren't taking advantage of their vet partners like that.
2: Not at all. You have CT the legend. And you're not in there talking to him. And that's what happened. It's nobody's fault but your own. You asked for it without asking for it.
1: Well, and you know who is in there asking him for his advice? Emmy Talking to Uncle CT.
0: Isn't it weird that the rookies that are still there and that will more than likely be there are the ones that are actually listening to the vets and taking their advice and internalizing it and using it for their own benefit. It's a it's a pretty mind-blowing concept that you know people that have done the show before know what the fuck they're doing. With that being said, getting off Berna, let's go to the other rookie and the one who made a big splash, pun intended, Esther you know, getting into it with Amber B. First of all, Bamber really held herself with class because I don't care if I'm on a show for a million dollars. If you are going to throw a fucking glass of water or whatever beverage in my face, I'm throwing hands. It's just going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And, you know, as a, as a woman, I just want to chime in on this really quick. Yes, she would have got fucked up. I, the composure and that Amber was able to hold through that. And the fact that she literally, I, and I think part of it was Amber was just so, so shocked by the action because you can see she turns and she looks at Esther, like what the fuck? And then she goes right back to, to talk, trying to talk to Fessy, you know what I mean? And, It really bothered me that, you know, that Esther even did that to begin with. And then to move on to then apologizing to Amber to turn around and talk shit about her in your interview and then to call her out at the end of your elimination after you lose. But you're calling her fake. So you made up with her in case you were staying in the game. That's what that tells me right there.
0: Okay, so wait, I heard something and maybe it's the way they edited it. Or perhaps I misheard what was out there, but I heard that that end part was only partially for Amber. It was also for Casey as well, because Casey Ooh. was telling her that she was going to go in against Amber B. And then all of a sudden she's going against Emmy. And she had no clue when the whole house kind of figured with that big blow up, Amber B was going to be the, uh, the agency's call to go in.
2: I hadn't heard that.
1: Yeah, that's but that's interesting. That I makes, didn't know that either.
2: That makes sense if it was. But yeah. the vets seem to be all over the place, whether they're being totally honest on social media, which, you know, that's either here nor there. No, um, with this alien, that They <laughs> didn't know or didn't know that Amber was going to be thrown in the first time when she was actually thrown in. And then to possibly fake out Esther, To be like oh yeah you know we're gonna give you amber um because of the whole fessy thing i'm gonna stick up for my boy and give you amber and then oh wait no here's emmy
1: yeah i could definitely see where you know esther would be upset in that situation you know so i can i can if that and and that's you know again that's assuming that this information is correct obviously we don't know if you know that was editing or if that all was actually intended for amber you know and obviously you know we miss a lot of stuff we miss a lot of stuff that we don't see especially when they're only giving us 60 minute episodes
0: well and and what i was going to say is regardless the validity of whether that was aimed at casey or amber b we both know or everybody knows that you know, there's no love loss between Amber B and Esther either. You know, they, they did that fake girl hug after like, you know, at the end of the night, like, Oh yeah, no, I accept your apology. And I'm sorry. I threw glass of water. Like, no, you're not. Come on. And it's always,
2: I mean, she, she, Esther talked to her and it's just like, you know, that was, you, you showed composure and I respect you for, you know, not retaliating. And, you know, I got heated. It was in the moment. I apologize. But to go like that, to immediately, like you're saying, talk smack about her. It's like, who's who's really the fake one here? You can't go around calling somebody fake when you're being fake yourself.
1: Exactly. You know, and that was my big thing is it's like and I totally get because even in her confessional, she was like, look, I, I do you know, I do feel bad about throwing the drink on her or well, no, she said about spilling my drink on her, which it, and I get she's trying to be funny with it. But at the same time, it's like, OK, so you're not taking responsibility and you're making a joke out of it. That' great. But you're you don't have friends, even if you're friends with people, you don't have friends in this game, because at the end of the day, you can have an alliance, you can have your friends, you can have whatever, right? There is only one winner. So you're going to have to go against your friends or your alliances or whatever at some point anyway. So I don't understand why people have this this idea that, you know what, your friend's going to carry you to especially rookies. You know, like these people don't Casey doesn't owe Esther anything. If that message was for Casey, like Casey doesn't know Esther anything.
0: Exactly. Right. It's no different than, to me, the Tatcha and Tori situation. You know, it's, it's like that exact situation just replayed and is as crappy as they might view this situation being. Welcome to the challenge.
2: Welcome to the challenge. You should have watched previous episodes. Exactly. I mean, we've talked about this before. It it should be mandatory. It's still – I think that would solve a lot of the incoming rookies' problems if they go back and watch previous seasons. If they go back and watch them, they'll understand, okay, well, this person plays this way or, okay, I see this move coming a mile away or they really are conniving or if I start to see this happening, watch out. You know, who can you really trust? Who can you not? But it's obvious that none of them or for the most part – haven't watched any previous seasons and that's why they're the way they play the game just you know really sucks and the numbers are dwindling because of it
0: oh yeah they are i mean they're going down quick and i keep looking at you know all these different rookies and kind of going back to emmy i just i don't see any of the rookies being able to beat her like the remaining ones
1: i don't even see some of the vets being able to beat her oh god
0: (laughs) I mean she has a dark horse laugh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't even do her laugh though. So.
1: I can't I can't either. I, I, I mess it up every single time. Every single time. I no, mean, no, that's that, that's that not it. Seal, that's man. not it. I'm gonna have the hiccups. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a two point three. Uh, rule the, uh, number Devin skill.
0: Rule number three hundred and twenty seven. Never rate a person's fake laugh. I just made that out. There's no rule about that.
1: I mean, I just figured, you know, I, I had to pull a Devin on you.
0: Well played. Well played. I have got That's no, that. no recourse on that action. So, you know, with that being said, I mean, that pretty much wraps up what happened in this episode. Really. I, I look at this as, you know, once again, a dull episode because there wasn't too much going on. We just got the end of the cliffhanger and the deliberation elimination. But like I said earlier, what makes me really excited about this and enjoyed this episode, looking forward to the next couple episodes, is the fact that we are really close to getting this bloodbath of, um, you know, versus vets. Vet. Yeah, and that's, it, let's watch them turn on each other because Big Brother Alliance is pretty much shot. There's no real other alliances other than maybe, you know, those couple that we saw in that room with uh, C.T., Tori... Devin, Kyle, Emmy. I really want to call them the Sriracha gang, but you know, the hot sauce alliance is pretty good too.
2: <laughs> all right, let's recap real quick. Who are the rookie guys we have left? Logan, Huey, Jeremiah. Is that it? Oh, Emmanuel? Um,
1: Emmanuel, and is that it? Is that all the rookie guys? Oh, Ed. Left? We still have Ed. Oh, how can I forget? So oh that's my god. Six. I, forget that, Ed. I think that might be it. And then we
2: have Berna. And then for rookie Bettina, women, yeah, Berna, Amy, Bettina,
1: Emmy, Priscilla. Oh yeah, Priscilla. And who else? Is that it? It might be. I don't know because we also replaced a rookie woman with a vet with Amber. So because when we lost yeah. Lauren, we got a vet. So that automatically flipped the count there. So I think that yeah. that's it. I think it's just Berna, Bettina. Priscilla and Emmy are the only rookie females left. So we've got six rookie males, four rookie females left. We've got one all rookie team, right? So we've got Emmy and Huey are the only, or I'm sorry. No, uh, Huey and Berna. Berna are the only rookie team now. So let's do some, some forecasting. What do we think? Do we think for sure? Berna and Huey are going in next week unless they win.
2: For sure. There's, there's no doubt in my, that's, I'm gonna quote Devin here. That's Devin's lock of the week.
1: <laughs> so the then the real question would be, who's the agency gonna send down to go against him?
0: Okay, so yeah, we've got Huey and Berna. I'm thinking, rookie wise, we're gonna see Bettina go down there. Depending on backlash that still happens from this last episode, I have this gut feeling that Amber might get thrown in, but it. Really is dependent on who wins the daily and who holds the power. But I'm thinking what we're probably going to see is Berna Huey versus I want to say probably Bettina
1: and I don't oh, know. I think they. I, I think they'd. I think, the they'd go, I think they'd go Bettina Jeremiah because you know jeremiah hasn't been in he's a rookie super quiet he doesn't really have alliances with any of the vets or anything at least not that we've seen other than amber b which none of the vets really give a shit about right now so yeah yeah, i don't know that's that's my prediction is that we'll see we will see bettina and we will see jeremiah go down jeremiah Um, is definitely
2: studying the roct
1: And if it's a if it's a team competition, like if they have to compete as a team, I'm calling that, you know, Jeremiah and Bettina are going to be saying bye this week because I just see Bettina blowing it for Jeremiah. I don't see her being able to, you know, handle an elimination, even just the pressure of being in one.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and to be honest, when he said Jeremiah almost had to say who because he's just so quiet, you never really see him ever. And. But with that being said, I am excited from how much he's been lifting weights to see what he can actually do in uh, in elimination. It'll be interesting to see it happen.
2: Definitely. Looking forward to this next episode.
1: so it was a short episode so that just about does it in for us for this week thank you guys so much for tuning in with me rick and josh on the challenge fandom podcast for our challenge trash talk roundtable session we hope you guys enjoyed it we had a great time and we can't wait to see you guys again here next week same time same place bye